This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The pitch, a swing and a drive, deep left field. Welcome to the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron. That ball is hit hard and deep to left field, backing to the track, to the wall. And the countdown to opening day show presented by Amron. Wainwright picks out the sign. The pitch is swung on a miss. Turn to second base. Strike him out. Throw him out. Double play. On the Cardinals Radio Network. We do welcome you into another edition of the Countdown to Opening Day show here on the Cardinals Radio Network alongside of Mike Claiborne. My name is Matt Pauley. We are recording at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. Ballpark Village is going to be a very, very busy place. This upcoming weekend, we'll get to that more uh, coming up later on. But as we welcome in Claves, hello, Mike. Good to see you as always. Always good to see you, Matt, as uh, we have another edition here from Cardinal Nation, having a good time. Chip Carey is going to be our guest in just a bit. So I'm kind of looking forward to it, man, because we're we're here with the winter warm-up. I'm ready to get into the baseball mode. I'm not, having, I'm not one that has come up with lineups yet. Okay. You know, there's some people who, like, spend the whole season. My good friend Bob Ramsey carries his lineup around with him for the Cardinals this year. So I'm not at Rammer stage yet, but I'm starting to kind of formulate situations. And I guess uh, we'll see Ollie here in the very near future. And I'm sure he's probably gone over the lineups more than me, but I'm looking forward to how things are shaping up already. Cardinals did make a move this week. They trade Richie Palacios. They get back a relief pitcher and Andrew Kittredge, a guy who was an all-star a couple of years ago, good strikeout numbers, had Tommy John surgery, but appeared late in the season last year. So he's had a normal standard off season. Um, as great as Richie Palacios was in the final month of the season, you got a guy that you basically got for nothing from Cleveland who had one month of big league time, and you're getting an all-star reliever from him. I love this move. I do, too, and I wish Richie nothing but the best. I thought he was a breath of fresh air last season, uh, and he can play. I mean, he just needs a, a chance to play. And, and maybe the Tampa situation will be ideal for him. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to get, get action, but I think he's a guy that can help your ball club. But, but Kittredge, for me, is what I've been in search of, a veteran to shore up things in the bullpen. Um, he's not a closer, but he's a guy you're going you're gonna to use. I'm anxious to see how much they're going to try and use him. Hopefully you don't have to use him every day. But my point being, we need a little bit more experience. We need a guy who can get people out. Uh, he's got good stuff from what we've been told. I haven't seen a lot of him. But I'm anxious to see what his impact will be with the Cardinals this season. For me, he's probably already the guy who I would say I'm second most confident with in the bullpen behind Ryan Helsley. He's the, he's well, the I'm more confident in him than I am Helsley uh, because I don't know how much Helsley's going to pitch. And, you know, he's healthy. Uh, I, I think he went through an offseason where he didn't have a, any health issues. But, you know, I, I've got to get more out of him from a closer role, which takes me to my next point. We need another closer. Yeah. Um, I need another guy because I'm of the belief the way pitching works today, you're going to have to have four guys available every day. Okay, I don't know what four they're going to be, but you're going to probably need a guy who can close. You're going to need a guy who can set up. You're going to need a bridge guy, and you're going to need a guy in case somebody springs a leak that can give you more than one inning. 
So and you need you need eight guys in your bullpen, but four of them have to be available every day. And when you think about Ryan Helsley, one of the issues there has been his availability, both because of uh, injury and also as a result of him not being a guy that consistently can give you back-to-back days. We've talked about this over and over. The car, if, you're a, if you're a relief pitcher out there that maybe we're looking for a closer's job, that didn't happen, and now you're looking for the best available spot, the Cardinals are as good as any because there are going to be saves out there to be had. There are certainly going to be some saves to be had. And, but, you know, also – it should be a challenge to Helsley to be able to pitch through it. Yeah. You know, uh, the Jordan Hicks thing really kind of set the tone last year when he came in and gave you three straight innings, uh, th- three, straight, three straight outings where he got the save. It's not like it can't be done because we saw it last year. Now, how often does it happen? I don't know. Uh, and I, I'm hoping that we can find a guy who can give you that sort of consistency. They're, they're cons- like Jordan Hicks. Is Jordan Hicks is still available, right? He is still right. available, yeah. Here we go. So maybe maybe something happens. There's a lot of guys who are still available. There, there really is. Yeah. Um, we talked about last week. At some point, there's going to be pressure on the agents for those players to start finalizing some well, deals. Well, this is where transparency comes into play. There's Michael Hall, the uh, king of the uh, Cardinal care, and also uh, the winter warm-up. Good to see you, man. Are you looking forward to this week? Get a, put, a, put a microphone on. Uh, put a headset on, Michael. Michael Hall sporting his Milliken. His Milliken's uh, stocking cap. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Well, we're good, man. How are you looking forward to this weekend? I know you guys, you and your staff, work countless hours getting ready for this weekend. So we're all ready to go? We're ready to go. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. Um, you know, we got everything set up. We're just doing some some final details. A little dress rehearsal action here. Yeah, yeah, but we're good. What's the one thing that people should look forward to coming down for this year? that maybe uh, we don't talk enough about because there's so many different things going on and everybody basically, it's all, I call it all, hand, all hands on deck from a Cardinal standpoint, from an employee standpoint, everybody's going to be here. But what's the one thing you're looking for? Yeah, I think that um, fans should, uh, first of all, go to the website, uh, cardinals.com slash WWU, take a look at our schedule. I, I'm really happy with the, the main stage and, and what our production crew does and our Cardinal uh, Cardinal Insider crew does and, and some of the talent and guests that we have from the main stage. And what's nice about it is that because we're in both venues, the Ballpark and Ballpark Village, you don't necessarily have to be in Ballpark Village to enjoy what's happening on the main stage because we pipe all of that over into the ballpark and fans in the ballpark will be able to see and hear that on all the televisions. Um, for you, how many years now for you doing this? Well, this is uh, since '09. This okay. was my first one I was responsible for. Well, you've done a f- phenomenal job, you and your team. Are these this year's jackets, by the way? No, actually, they're not. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen the ones because normally when we go on a caravan, that's one of the first things I look for. That's how old it is because is I haven't been on a caravan since 09, so it's 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 pretty old. Well, it looks okay. Yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll right. work. You know what? You, you're going to need that jacket a little bit more this weekend from what I'm told weather-wise. Yeah, it's going to be a little brisk, um, you know, but, you know, we're – all the venues where there's content, it's climate controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, fans will have to navigate between uh, both uh, between both both buildings. But uh, you know, we just encourage folks to dress warm, and you know, once you get inside, you should be comfortable. But just you well, know, I'm I'm going to be right here. I won't you have to worry about me. <laughs> I'll be going back moving back and forth like it's that. Be all good. All right. Well, listen. Good luck. Have fun this weekend. Stay warm, and uh, we look forward to having all of our Cardinal fans come down and have a good time. Looking forward to it. Thank Michael you. Hall, Cardinals care. Uh, he's the best. He does a phenomenal job. He's got a great team that does a 
incredible job putting this whole thing together this weekend. So we invite everybody to come out and check it out. We're going to have a lot of fun. Eclipse, you and I will talk about that a little bit more. But up next, uh, Chip Carey is going to join us for a nice long conversation. So that's up in just a moment. As I could say about that, groovy. All right, very good. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron on KMOX. We do welcome you back into the Countdown to Opening Day show. We are recording today from Cardinals at Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of uh, Ballpark Village alongside of Mike Claiborne. I'm Matt Pauley. And Claibs, this is going to be fun. We're going to spend uh, some time here with Cardinals uh, TV play-by-play voice, uh, Chip Carey. Always good to see him. I haven't seen him since the season ended, and it's good to have you back in St. Louis and uh you look good. You guys look great. Fit as a fiddle and ready for a better well, 2024. Well, yeah, 24 is going to be much better than 23 <laughs> on the field. I, I promise. I spoke at a luncheon yesterday and told him, I said, we will not see that happen. and We will not lose 91 games this year. Yeah, I hope not. hope not. Uh, despite that, we had a lot of fun. I, I, it was great being we had a, a ball. part of a, We had to do something to amuse ourselves. Yeah, do something different yeah. and uh, get uh, you know 2023 behind us. But, yeah, I'm really excited about what's happened so far this offseason. Really excited about seeing – uh, winter warm-up and all the fans, the caravan coming up this This weekend. is your first one? My first one. So, yeah, this will be great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. excited you, about you that. You came on late last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, winter warm-up is really the official start of the baseball season in St. Louis. Uh, with all the things that are going to take place at the hotel and ballpark village and certainly at the ballpark, uh, you'll see a lot of fans that come out. And, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of fans come out this year because they want to know. Are we going to be better, and how are we going to be better? And, and obviously, they've made some subtle deals with pitch, picking up some pitching. I don't think they're done, but I think that they they took the steps in the right direction to address a need they knew they needed right off the bat. Right. I, I think we overcomplicate our game. That's my yep. opinion. I think you guys would agree with that, right? If you mm-hmm. pitch, you have a chance to win. If you don't, you don't. Uh, the most amazing stat to me out of last year from a starting pitching standpoint was I think the Cardinals had 48 quality starts. A quality starts a 450 ERA. So what do you think happened in the other 114 games? Right? That's 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 how you lose. Yep. That's how you lose 91 games. And so often, how many times, Mike, did we talk about when's the last time the Cardinals had a one-two-three defensive first inning? When's the last time the Cardinals went into the fourth inning with the lead? Those are all things that really spiraled out of control far too often for an offense. It's going to be really good again. They never really got to play their game because they were down two or three runs before yeah. fans had a chance to sit, sit down and have their first Budweiser. I'll go one step further. When was the last time, or how many times did we see a starter in the sixth inning? Not too often. Yeah. I mean, that, I thought that that was, you know, 
the death nail of this team where we didn't have starters who could get out of the fifth inning. And to compound it, right, you get a good start, and then the bullpen would have a bad day. So it was really a pitching, pitching, pitching problem, which, again, as I said, I'm really happy that Mo in the front office went out and set the pitching market Mm -hmm. by uh, going and getting Gibson and Lynn and Sonny Gray. Those three guys are veteran guys. You worry about that. I think it's safe to say because there's some some mileage on the the tread. But they know how to take care of themselves. I think that's the key also. And I think the best thing about it, Chip, is the fact they're not these four- and five-year deals where you're looking at each other saying, who thought this was a good idea after year two? Right. If you, if you like them, you'll re-sign them. If you don't, they'll move on, and they'll be doing something else. And you have far more history with Lance Lynn than I do. I'm looking forward to meeting him. But everything, you're going to be in for a real treat. Everything I've heard is this is a guy that is um, a guy that will set a tone or help set a tone mm-hmm. in a locker room. I, I really am fascinated by seeing how – a guy like Adam Wainwright, for example, or Lance Lynn or Sonny Gray, the way they go about their business, how that helps the team now. But for a team that's going to be filled with a lot of young, impressionable position and pitching players, what effect their work ethic has on these guys going forward? These are seeds that will that will be sown now and bear fruit years down the road, I think. Well, there was so much talk about that at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Ali even said, you know, you got to look at the kind of guys that you have in the clubhouse. Uh, with all due respect to Adam Wainwright, you know, he was trying to get himself right last sure. year, and he had a lot going on there to bring in those three guys. I think they are going to set the tone in the clubhouse, and I bet the clubhouse feels pretty different this upcoming season. You know, I think the one thing I'd like to see is a veteran bat um, because I think we've addressed the pitching as far as leadership and accountability. But I always think we need a veteran bat. You know, I always loved Michael Brantley. I thought he was perfect for the Houston Astros. And I don't know if that guy's out there, but I'd like to have a guy who knows he's not going to play every day, but you're going to get him in the lineup at least Thursday and Sundays. And uh, he's going to be able to show other guys how to prepare and how to do their job and uh, just kind of keep kids loose because we have a lot of young guys on this team. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, beyond – Walker and win. I mean, we have a lot of guys who, you know, who haven't seen a lot of action. And I'd like to have them have one guy who can kind of come in, kind of like what Lance Berkman was in 2006 and some other, or 2011. Was it 11 or 6? No, it's 2011. Uh, and people like that who can come in and just kind of show guys, hey, man, this is what we did when we were on this winning team in whatever city it was. So I don't, I don't know if that guy's out there, though. And Goldie and Arenado can't do it all. No, they can't. They can't. No. And, you know, the best example was when Albert was here the year before, he, he brought such a calming effect on a lot of guys on that team that, you know, and he was willing to give back. You know, you, you've been around guys who like crusty and, you know, well, I got mine, I don't the heck with you. Mm-hmm. Albert was so giving to so many young guys that, you know, it was an honor to be on the team with him. And it was a pleasure for us to work with him because he was not the same guy when he, when he was here the first time. It's um, it's fun to hear stories like Al Burleson told the story about going in the cage with Albert and how Albert would inch closer and closer to where the pitches were coming out of, and that's something that he's picked up on. It seems like anybody who played with Albert has an Albert story yeah. on somehow that he impacted them uh, moving forward, which is a really cool part of his legacy. Yeah, what, what, what price do you put on legacy in history, right? My previous stop, you had the three Hall of Fame pitchers and what those guys did to the young guys coming up. Chipper Jones, John Lester going to the Cubs maybe a couple of years early, teaching those guys how it is to win, what it was like in Boston, gets to the World Series, wins it. I, I think that's 
that's really, really important thing that goes far beyond what the performance on the field is. And obviously, we hope that's going to be good, and I think it will be. But what, uh, what lessons those guys teach and how quickly can the youngsters pick it up, apply it, and carry that torch forward? You're listening to a conversation with Chip Carey, the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Much more coming up with Chip over the uh, full two hours of this program today. It is the countdown to opening day show. My name is Matt Pauley, sitting uh, alongside of Mike Claiborne. If you need a, a glossy, slump-proof gift that's not going to break the bank for the Cardinals fans on your shopping list, well, year in, year out, the Cardinals' official wall calendar delivers the goods, order it at 314-345-9000. That's 314-345-9000. Or visit select area retailers. Or how about you win one right now? We will take caller number five on our contest line. That phone number to uh, win a uh, Cardinals wall calendar is 314-955-1120. Again, 314-955-1120. And you can win yourself a Cardinals wall calendar. We'll take a break and have much more with Chip Carey in just a moment. It's the countdown to opening day show on the Cardinals radio network. The countdown to opening day show continues with Matt Pauley and Mike Claiborne on King MOX. This is the countdown to opening day show across the Cardinals radio network alongside of Mike Claiborne. My name is Matt Pauley. The top 10 2024 theme tickets are on sale now and feature returning favorites like Star Wars Night, Pride Night, Margaritaville Night, Grateful Dead Night, Blues Night, and many, many more. For details and a full list of dates, visit cardinals.com slash theme. We are continuing to talk with Cardinals television broadcaster Chip Carey. He is our featured guest on this week's edition of the Countdown to Opening Day show. And uh, as our conversation continued on, uh, we got into uh, what the Cardinals maybe need to do different, what it's going to look like for them moving forward as they look to uh, very much improve upon their season from last year. I think spring training, you, you have to start there. You have to start developing good habits in spring training. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, to me, how the clubhouse, the, the seating arrangement, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a purpose to it. You just don't pull up a chair next to this. I, I, the Cardinals in the past always had a very – you know, uh, direct seating chart where guys would sit next to each other. Uh, Wayno would always sit right there at the corner, and that was kind of like the senior spot. And then Flaherty sat next to him. You know, the pitchers had their corner, and then the other corner you had Yachty, you know, and he had different guys sitting around him. And then the young guys would all sit on the other side of the room. So it'll be interesting to see how many of those young guys are going to move over to the other side of the room. Uh, so I think it starts in spring training. And I, I would think – there's going to be a lot of a lot more meetings as far as how things are going to be done. Um, you know, Ali was a real good guy as far as communicating, but I think with Daniel Descalzo here and some other guys, I think there's going to be a lot more talking the game uh, before they go out on the field and make sure we're all on the same page. And more people to help spread that message, right? It's a yeah. Bigger, it's a bigger staff, which I think is going to help everybody out. Uh, there are, as the manager will tell you, a human being will tell you, there are only so many hours in the day. Yeah, I think Ari right. and his staff worked tirelessly last year, but you just sometimes run out of time and run out of people to give the message to. So I, I think that's something else that's going to be interesting, how this new coaching staff comes together mm-hmm. and is cohesive and how they do exactly what you said, spread the message and make sure that, hey, this is how we play, this is the way we're going to play, and this is why. You know, I, I think as I look back on it, you, you talk about the addition of the staff. 
you know, the one spot they didn't fill last year was the assistant pitching coach because Dusty Blake did that with Mike right. Maddox. Never filled that position. And I, I kind of thought about how much of a difference that may have been to some of these young pitchers where you could detail things a little bit more for them. I don't know if at the end of the day maybe it would have made a difference. But, you know, in this era of assistance to assistance, why not? Now, having said that, John Mazalak, and I think you were with me, Matt. We were winter meetings, and I asked him how many coaches can you have. And he, at one point, you could I think have seven in uniform. Now you can have as you know as many you can have as many coaches as you have players. But he was not an advocate of that because you know you just keep adding on, and there's only so much you can do and so much you can say to a player as far as information is mm-hmm. concerned but before they, it starts to become a block to them. So I, I think everybody have that defined role. But I thought that, you know, if we're going to have assistance to assistance, I thought the pitching was probably the one area that was lacking, along with I don't think we ever addressed the catching issue as far as fundamentals and the catching instructor that would be in the minors. And that's something hopefully we'll talk with Mo about uh, this week as we get to the uh, winter warm-up. And how much will Yachty impact that? I mean, his his role is so undefined. You have to think that. You know, most organizations have a roving catching instructor that's at different minor league places every week, and Yachty's not going to be that involved. But, man, it's going to mean a lot if he goes into Springfield, if he goes into Memphis, if he goes into Peoria and spends a week with those guys. And Jupiter, too. I, yeah, I think, no, uh, I agree. Know, I think for, for Wilson, uh, you know, there were a lot of low points last year, but there are also a lot of high points, too. And I think uh, for Yachty, if he can come in and help Contreras reset, this is year 1A yeah. in St. Louis, if you will. Uh, I think that would go a long way toward uh, making his transition to uh, the Cardinal uniform a whole lot more successful. Do you think he got better as the season went on? I do. Yeah. I, I mean, do. he's not Yachty, and nobody's going to be Yachty. Right. But I thought he was more comfortable in doing certain things. And to me, I think the catching position has changed more than any position on the field in the last five years because everybody's trying to get on one knee and get the low strike. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, it's a huge trade-off. If I have a runner on first and I'm on one knee, it's going to be hard for me to throw somebody out. I mean, now Contreras can do it because he's got a very good throwing arm, but a lot of catchers give up a base for a strike, and I'm not sure if that balances out in the right manner because now you got a guy in scoring position with, a, with two strikes. I just don't know if it works. And it's something that, as catching is concerned, we, we better be teaching it the right way because somebody thought it was a good idea I don't necessarily agree with it, but if we're going to do it, let's make sure we do it to the point where it's more effective than what we saw last year. Yeah, I think you've seen this too. Take the catching situation away here. New guy, new team, mm-hmm. big contract, first year, big baseball city, right? There's a lot of pressure there. And as you said, following who uh, Wilson had to follow, that's no easy task. Uh, I think he did get better over the course of the season. I think you could make a case that he may have been the most consistent hitter for the Cardinals last year from an offensive Mm -hmm. standpoint. Um, But as you know, run prevention in our game is supremely important, and that's a position that has to be in sync with your pitching staff. I don't care if you bring in Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, Don Sutton. If if you don't have that good pitcher-catcher relationship, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter. So uh, I'm sure that's something that uh, we'll all look forward to seeing in spring training, and hopefully Wilson will have a better defensive year. He'll get on the page with all these new guys, and there are a lot more new ones coming. And um, that won't be a, a, a topic of conversation much, if at all, I hope, in 2024.
before. And that might go back to the clubhouse environment because it yeah. got sideways in the clubhouse with him a little bit last year. Jack Flaherty even made some comments this past week that got picked up on social media about his role and what happened there. It feels like the stronger clubhouse, the stronger group of guys you're going to have, those type of things maybe don't get out. Yeah, that, that's a good point you make because those things happen a lot. But for it to get out in the manner that it did is something that I haven't seen before mm. in St. Louis. I mean, there, there are things that will get out from time to time. But that situation, five years ago, three years ago, two, it wouldn't, we wouldn't, we'd have never heard about it. Never heard about it. So I think there's a, a point where the loose lips sink ships mm-hmm. mentality needs to be reminded and reinforced again where there's just some things that I would prefer not to know. No question. And I think, too, the uncharted territory nature of what was last season. What mm-hmm. first time in 16 years the Cardinals have been under 500, right? I, I think that was a shock to everybody's system, and I think it was really an eye opener for everybody. Let's not repeat this. Let's not do this again, as you said, Mike. And and hopefully we won't see a season like that again. So a lot changed in the off season. I'm excited about the changes. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, but uh, after 91 losses, let's flip that and turn it to 91 wins. And have well, a lot more I, fun. I told you last night they're gonna win 92 games. I don't know how, but I just think they're okay. I, I, I like feel it. it. Like the way I, you think. Yeah. Um, what What did you take away from last year? New guy, as you call yourself. <laughs> what, what was the most in- interesting thing you came away with from last year? Um, just the remarkable passion that people have in the organization and outside of it. Um, you know, you, you know about Cardinal Nation and the B-Fibs and all that stuff that people talk about St. Louis and fans. And growing up here, I understood that to a degree. But once you're in it, it's a, a lot more immersive than you could ever have imagined. Uh, the passion, the loyalty, the fandom uh, w- was remarkable to see and a lot of fun. Uh, the camaraderie that we have upstairs, I mean, we've got a great culture upstairs. It's all for one, one for all, which yeah. really helps a lot over a course of 162. But just the privilege it is to, uh, to describe a, a baseball game in your hometown for a team that you grew up uh, idolizing is a dream come true. That's Chip Carey, the television voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. We've got a lot more coming up with him. We'll resume that conversation coming up later on in the program. We did record that earlier today over at uh, Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of uh, Ballpark Village. They've got so many things going on over there. Uh, family night on Wednesday nights all the way through March 20th. Kids Eat Free. You get one free uh, kids meal for children under 12 per adult meal purchased. You get to meet Fred Bird while you're there. You can play games. You can win prizes. It's uh, all the information at cardinalsnation.com. Also do want to remind you that they've got happy hour, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays, where you get 25% off appetizers, and also there's drink specials each night. So if you're looking for a place to uh, spend your evening, check out Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. This upcoming weekend, not only is it the winter warm-up, but it's also Cardinals Caravan Weekend. We're going to be out uh, all over the Midwest bringing Cardinals players and alumni to you. We're going to get more details on that in just a moment as we do roll on with this edition of the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network. Now, back to the Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Amron on KMOX. Back at it on the Cardinals Radio Network, the countdown to opening day show. It really feels like opening day is right around the corner. 
as uh, this weekend is a big weekend with both winter warm-up and the Cardinals caravan going on. Shortly thereafter, pitchers, catchers will be reporting down Jupiter. Uh, by the way, next hour we're going to have a conversation with Lisa from Cardinals Vacations in case you are thinking about uh, heading down to Jupiter for uh, spring training uh, yourself. And then once that gets going, we're really we're not that far out from the season getting underway. So it's all happening very, very quickly. I keep saying it over and over. It does feel like uh, once you hit the first of the year, stuff just starts happening so very, very uh, quickly. Single game all-inclusive tickets for 2024. They are on sale now. They start at just $55. All-inclusive tickets feature complimentary food and drinks, plus a great view of the game. For more details, visit cardinals.com slash all-inclusive. As we mentioned, the winter warm-up going on this weekend, but also Cardinals Caravan going on this weekend. I'm going to be on uh, one of those uh, caravans myself. Uh, Certainly looking forward uh, to heading to a a few places. Uh, My assignment this weekend, if you want to call it that, uh, I am going to be uh, heading to uh, see folks in uh, Mattoon, Illinois, Springfield, Illinois, Decatur, Illinois, and Centralia, Illinois. We'll be in those four cities between uh, Sunday and Monday. Uh, Mention Mike Claiborne. He is going to be out on uh, one as well. He, along with uh, Ricky Horton, are headed uh, to... Uh, Springfield, Missouri, Joplin, Missouri, and Rolla, Missouri. We'll go through all this coming up uh, a little bit later on uh, in the program. But uh, to speak about uh, Cardinals Caravan, got the chance uh, earlier today to sit down and uh, talk with the Cardinals Director of uh, Marketing, Martin Coco. Many of these folks that are listening right now across the network are going to be seeing various folks from the Cardinals over the next few days during the Cardinals Caravan. And to talk about that, we welcome in Cardinals Director of Marketing, Martin Coco. Martin, appreciate you taking some time. How are you? Hey, glad to be with you. So this is a really big weekend because winter warm-up and Cardinal Caravan goes on at the same time. The caravan is so cool because throughout the Midwest, throughout Cardinals Nation, people who maybe can't come into uh, the winter warm-up, winter warm-up is kind of brought to you. Yeah, and you know, as long as the warm-up has been around, this is the 27th year, the Cardinals Caravan well predates that. It goes back as far as we have some sort of history to tell back into the 1960s at least. So it's a really cool long-standing tradition that, uh, as you mentioned, it's we have such great fan support all throughout the year, fans coming from so many surrounding states to support the Cardinals. We sort of want to reverse the course and bring the Cardinals to those fans all across the Midwest and Mid-South. But it, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Was it 40 some odd cities, six states? Is it, Do I have that right? It's 20 cities, okay. uh, six states. Uh, over the four-day period. So we send a lot of buses with current former players uh, and our broadcasters. You're one of our gracious hosts out on one of our trips. So um, we send that out over a four-day period. It's six different trips uh, and uh, try to just canvas that whole great wide expanse of Cardinals Nation. And all the they're all kind of broken up into two parts. There's a presentation where there's question and answers and things like that. But then there's also autograph session, mainly for uh, kids to be able to come up and, and and you know meet the players, meet the alumni. But it's a chance to interact kind of in two different ways. Yeah, it's a kind of a season preview, as you mentioned, with the Q and A. And then the really fun part, and what I've always enjoyed seeing over the years, is the kids interacting with the players and the former players because. You know, they get to watch them either here in person at Bush Stadium or on TV or listen on the radio all throughout the year. But to meet a player in person really kind of brings it down to the human level and gives you a whole nother level of connectivity to the team. One of the things I really enjoy is these players appreciate the fans and appreciate the, you know, they see themselves in the kids, you know, 15, 20 years ago, however long it is. There really is an appreciation from the player standpoint to the fans who come to events like these. 
and we've always heard over the years, you're definitely right, and we hear almost every year a number of players, we get a, a pretty far distance away from St. Louis, some comment here or there from a player to say, I can't believe we're four or five hours from St. Louis and there's this many people that came out to see us. So the players really get an appreciation for the, that broad map that we cover from a fan support standpoint too. If folks want to see uh, all the places, that'll be cardinals.com slash caravan. And again, it's connected to the radio network in, in some ways. And this goes over 140 stations on the radio network. It just shows the reach of Cardinals baseball. It really does. And in, in almost every one of the stops in, in the different venues, our radio partner, our, our broadcast partner in that city is one of the main uh, elements of planning the event and hosting the event. And they do a great job for us. So just to kind of repeat, players... Uh, minor leaguers, active major league players, alumni, broadcasters, cities across the Midwest, and people can find it at cardinals.com slash caravan. Yeah, that's right. It's all there, and uh, the schedule and the details of each city stop and which players are coming, we look forward to joining folks out on the road. Martin, thanks so much for your time. Glad to be with you. That was my conversation with Cardinals Director of Marketing, Martin Coco. Appreciate him taking some uh, time with us. Again, cardinals.com slash caravan. You can get all the details on all six caravans that are going to be going out, uh, the different cities, the times, the locations, all of that is available to you. Also wanted to mention something that's uh, going on uh, with our flagship station, KMOX in St. Louis. A uh, really cool opportunity that uh, Cardinals fans throughout uh, all of uh, Cardinals Nation, I'm sure, would be uh, interested in. Uh, KMOX is going to be presenting an unplugged conversation with Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. It's going to be going on the night of Thursday, January 18th at Tapawingo National Golf Club. If you're interested, you can go to KMOX.com slash events. Uh, it's going to, uh, you do have to purchase tickets, but your tickets uh, will include uh, beef tenderloin dinner that includes a couple sides, salad. You get two complimentary drinks, but uh, most importantly, and the really cool thing about this, it's also going to have an exclusive unplugged conversation with Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. This is not something that's being recorded. This is not something that's going to be played back on the radio at any point in time. This is going to be a conversation just for the people who are uh, in the audience and they're talking with him. It's all going to be hosted by KMOX Sports Director Tom Ackerman. So something that Cardinals fans uh, throughout uh, the region might be interested in. Again, it's going to be going on Thursday, January 18th from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. KMOX.com slash events if you want to uh, find out how you can get tickets for the unplugged conversation with Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. We'll take one more break, come back and wrap up our number one of the program. It's the countdown to opening day show on the Cardinals radio network. The countdown to opening day show continues with Matt Pauley and Mike Claiborne on King this is the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network. My name is Matt Pauley. I'm alongside of Mike Claiborne. A lot more coming up with Cardinals TV play-by-play broadcaster Chip Carey. In just a few moments, we are going to uh, rejoin that conversation as we get into our number two of the program, a conversation that we recorded earlier today over at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. A couple notes to get to you. First off, the Cardinals did announce that they have reached agreements with five players for 2020. 
2024 contracts. They avoid salary arbitration with outfielder Dylan Carlson and then four pitchers, Ryan Helsley, John King, Andrew Kittredge, who they just acquired this past week, and also pitcher Jojo Romero. According to uh, Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch, we do know a couple of the numbers. Kittredge reportedly uh, agreeing to a deal worth about uh, two and a quarter million dollars just over that. And then uh, Dylan Carlson, the contract that uh, he agrees to, according to uh, Derek Gould, is at $2.35 million. So those are the only terms that have been reported at this point in time. Uh, again, Dylan Carlson, Ryan Helsley, John King, Andrew Kittredge, and JoJo Romero, the players that the Cardinals have agreed to a contract with. Now, the one player that they did not agree to terms with is outfielder uh, Tommy Edmond, as uh, they would go to an arbitration hearing with him unless they are able to work out some sort of deal prior to the hearing. Uh, more often than not, the Cardinals are a team that uh, once they get to this point, if they don't have an agreement, uh, generally there's an arbitration hearing in the future, but that doesn't mean that the two sides can't eventually come together. More often than not, both players and teams would like to avoid arbitration hearings, uh, but the system is there for a reason. So there is a possibility that Tommy Edmond is going to end up in an arbitration hearing, and we're just going to have to wait for that. Uh, obviously, uh, this show, this is kind of the show where we are are really promoting what's going to be coming up this weekend uh, at uh, Winter Warm-Up. And I think this should be clear because so often we spend so much time when we talk about Winter Warm-Up talking about the autograph sessions and some of those autographs uh, do cost money, which all the money goes to a great cause. It goes to uh, Cardinals Care. But there's just so many more things uh, that are going to be going on. There's going to be main stage presentations that will be uh, taking place throughout uh, the course of all three days, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, just to give you, and you can get all these details at cardinals.com slash WWU to, uh, to see uh, everything that's going to be going on, but just for uh, a little bit of an idea of some of the main stage presentations that are going to be taking place on Saturday. Pitcher Kyle Gibson is going to be officially uh, introduced, and then there's going to be the uh, Redbird Rookie Scholarship presentation. That's going to be hosted by uh, Channel 4's Tamar Scher. Cardinals Spanish broadcaster Polo Asensio is going to have a question and answer with uh, President of Baseball Operations John Mozalock. Uh, Al Raboski is going to do a question and answer session. Uh, I'm going to be talking with some folks on stage. I'll talk with uh, former Cardinal and uh, media personality Xavier Scruggs. I'll also have uh, the introduction of Sonny Gray. So that's all going to be going on Saturday. Sunday on the main stage, there's going to be a talking baseball panel that's going to be moderated by Mike Claiborne. Uh, that group's going to include General Manager Mike Gersh and also Assistant GMs Moises Rodriguez, Randy Flores, and Gary LaRock. There's going to be a special kids-only player press conference with uh, Lars Newtbar, John King, and uh, Andre Pallante. John Rooney and Recording are going to have a uh, question and answer uh, session as well as uh, Joe Potts going to be up on stage doing the same sort of thing later on in that day. And then on Monday, uh, there's going to be a question and answer session with uh, Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. That's going to be hosted by uh, Tom Ackerman. Scott Warman is going to uh, have a conversation with uh, team chairman Bill DeWitt Jr. and uh, President Bill DeWitt III. Uh, there's going to be a question and answer uh, session with uh, Brad Thompson and Benji Molina. And Channel 4's Brian Kennedy is going to have a uh, special segment celebrating the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. reflecting on the intersection of civil rights, service,
Davis and baseball. So that's going to be very cool. That's just an idea of some of the main stage presentations that are going to be going on. Again, there's a lot of other events that are taking place. Great family-friendly stuff going to be going on. So if you want to see everything taking place, all you got to do is head to cardinals.com slash WWU, and you can get all the details. That's just about going to do it for hour number one of the program. When we come back in hour number two, we're going to uh, pick up our conversation with Cardinals uh, broadcaster uh, Chip Carey as Mike Claiborne will rejoin me in just a moment. Uh, In addition to uh, continuing on with our conversation with Chip, we're also going to have Lisa on from Cardinals Vacations, and we'll talk a little bit about what you can do if you want to go down to spring training and get some real uh, VIP-type experiences this year down in Jupiter. So that's all going to be coming up during hour number two of the program. It is the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network. Now, back to the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron on KMOX. We get hour two underway. It's the Countdown to Opening Day show here across the Cardinals Radio Network alongside of Mike Claiborne. My name is Matt Pauley. Be one of the first fans to catch the Cardinals at Spring Training 2024 in Jupiter. Cardinals Vacations makes it easy by being your one-stop shop for spring training travel. Make your plans today. Call Cardinals Vacations at 800-892-7687 or online at cardinals.com slash vacations. Lisa from Cardinals Vacations will join us coming up later on in the program. Right now, we continue our conversation with Cardinals TV play-by-play broadcaster Chip Carey. And as we uh, do continue the conversation, he spoke a little bit about uh, what some of the uh, keys really are for the Cardinals going into the 2024 campaign. Consistency. I I think one thing that, that surprised me from a baseball perspective was, A, how many redundant parts it appeared the Cardinals had. Yeah. And how frequently guys were playing in a different spot on any given day. And there was logic to it. But I think consistency. If Tommy Evans, your center fielder, let play him, him play, every day. Play him every yeah. day. If Mason wins your shortstop, play him every day. You can rotate some guys in and out in a couple of spots, but I think guys wanted the rhythm and the routine of being in one spot, one spot in the lineup, and, and play that way. I think that's something that is really, really going to help. I think, secondly, um, defensively, with the shift rules that are still in effect, I think another year understanding how that works and better positioning and a better understanding of where guys are and can be and should be is really going to help things defensively. How many ground balls do we see get through last year that were hits that would yeah. be outs two years ago? I think that really hurt the staff. So those are just two things. But consistency, number one, I think is at the top of my list. It's interesting you say that because we were moving in a direction of baseball of a lot of positionless baseball. You just wanted guys who could play all over and you would figure it out. And, Claves, you know it at the winter meetings. We heard it from Mo and we heard it from Ollie over and over and over, the desire to have a more consistent lineup. That's yeah. why Tyler O'Neill gets traded. They want to figure out things on the infield. So we were moving in one direction, and it feels like people are seeing, okay, maybe this isn't the best idea and are going back. Yeah, on a dime, right? For the first time in 15 years, you had a, uh, a team that just didn't work. It didn't work. and It was a collection. It was a collection, right. You know, uh, it's nice to have versatility, love it, but we, we probably crossed that line a little too much with versatility, and some of it was out of need. I mean, we had guys who just weren't very good in certain roles, and we had to find somebody. We, for instance, we, we didn't know we, our center fielder was our best second baseman, you know, but we didn't have a center fielder, so we had to put him out there. And it's amazing when you look back over the last five, eight, ten years, all the center fielders that have come through St. Louis – and for one reason or another, they're gone. And we ended up with a second baseman being our best center fielder. And, you know, I, I think 
we learn a lesson from that. But I, going back to what you guys said earlier, the consistency is something that we, we have to have, and we have to have it starting in spring training. And I'll be interested to see how much guys play in spring training, mm. too. You know, we had guys that were playing four, five, six innings, and then all of a sudden the season starts, and now they're trying to go a hard nine. And I just don't think you can make that switch that quickly. I think you have to play and play on a regular basis. And for the other guys, figure it out. You know, learn how to be prepared when you come to the ballpark. You may not play, but you better be ready to play in the event. And that was a neat thing I loved about San Francisco when Gabe Kapler was managing there. Um, you knew you were going to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he found a way to get everybody in the lineup because he was a matchup guy. Now, does that create consistency? Nah, probably not. I mean, because guys get into a routine. Um, but, you know, when it's all said and done, if you have enough good players, you don't worry about the others. I mean, you know, there was a year the Cardinals, I think it was 67, 68. They basically played with a 24-man roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't want to bring anybody up because they ran the same guys out there every day. Now, granted, that's 50-plus years ago. But point being, the good teams who win, they're running the same guys out there most of the time. Well, again, look at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right? Albies plays every day. Cooney yep. plays every day. Olsen, Riley, Arcia play. I mean, that that's important, I think. No, and, I agree with you. And no. you know, I think the Cardinals' uh, position players are just as capable, just as talented as anybody in Major League Baseball. Throw them out there and see how they do. You know, speaking of spring, Claves, I remember us having the conversation last year. Three weeks into spring training, it felt like. This team is ready. They can go. They're going to go out. They're going to be a really good team. And then we all know what happened. I'm very curious to see, is spring going to look any different this year? They, now, obviously, the WBC so. isn't going to be going on, so it has to look different yeah. from that standpoint. But how else different will it look so you don't walk out of spring feeling like, man, we're ready to go, and you actually weren't? No, I, th- I think you're going to see a different spring training. And you, and you make a very good point about what the WBC did. I, I thought it hurt us along the way. So I think you're going to see a, a much more consistent unit on the field. Uh, I'll be interested to see how the drills work, you know, because you guys still teach this game and remind guys how this game works. So I'm anxious with Daniel Descalzo. I would assume he would be in charge of putting together the spring training schedule. And the fact that, A, he played for the Cardinals, but, B, he played in some other organizations. I'm interested to see what he brings together from what he learned elsewhere compared to what he did when he was in the minors, when he came up through the Cardinal organization. And it's really important, I think, for the Cardinals to have all their ducks in a row because if you look at the first month of this schedule, Ooh. It, is, yeah. it, is, it is a gauntlet. And, you know, I, it's, it's a, an opportunity for the Cardinals to really set themselves up very, very well for the rest of 2024 if they can get through that first month I agree with in, in good shape because, you know, What's Dodger Stadium going to be like that first day when Otani makes his debut? That's going to be insane. And then you go to San Diego, and then you come home, you got the Marlins and the Phillies, and then you go right back out west again, Arizona and Oakland. Uh, Oakland certainly, um, you know, an opportunity to pick up some ground, but the early parts of this season are going to really tell the tale for the Cardinals. They're not going to win every game. You just don't want them to bury themselves. I agree with you. We are continuing to be joined by uh, Chip Carey, TV voice for the Cardinals. In your first year, you, I, I think you were – widely accepted by Cardinals fans. People were really happy uh, to have you there. What was your expectation going in? Did you expect to kind of be adopted as quickly as you were? <laughs> you know, the, when you get a new job, the first thing is, 
Dear Lord, please don't let me screw this up. Um, you know, I was, I'm honestly very humbled uh, at how nice everybody has been. Like, I am what I am. I am who I am. Um, people who followed baseball and watch games on TV know what my shtick is and know what my act is. Uh, my job here, I thought, was to come in and be a good teammate. And hopefully I was able to do that, not just with, with Brad and Jim and the rest of our, our crew on Bally, but with the radio guys as well and just try to fit in. And I'm very, very appreciative at how accepting everybody was. Uh, it's not the new guy's fault that we lost 91 games. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, just, let's, let's back up on but, that just a little but, bit. Uh, to answer your question, uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised at the reaction and uh, really, really appreciate it. Cardinals broadcaster, TV broadcaster, TV play-by-play man Chip Carey joining us here on the Countdown to Opening Day show. We recorded that earlier today at Cardinals Nation Restaurant inside a ballpark village where they've got their home blues game specials two hours before game time until game time, appetizer and drink specials. Plus, you can jump on the free trolley from Ballpark Village to the Enterprise Center, and that includes cheap parking at Ballpark Village. That includes two-and-a-half-hour validation from Cardinals Nation Restaurant. You can get all the details, cardinalsnation.com, and uh, we thank them for being such a hospitable host for us uh, recording these interviews on an every-week basis. We've got a lot more with Chip Carey coming up in just a moment. It's the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network. Countdown to opening day show continues with Matt Pauley and Mike Claiborne on King MOX. Back at it on the Countdown to opening day show here on the Cardinals Radio Network alongside of Mike Claiborne. I'm Matt Pauley. We've been talking a whole bunch about it. The Cardinals Caravan presented by Missouri Farm Bureau. It hits the road this weekend. It's going to be going on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The Caravan is a great way for fans outside of St. Louis to get up close and personal with their favorite team. For all the details or to see the 2024 schedule, visit cardinals.com slash caravan. We are continuing on with our conversation with Cardinals TV play-by-play broadcaster Chip Caravan. We recorded that earlier today at Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. And as we do continue on, he, along with uh, Mike Claiborne, really reflected on uh, how much Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel was able to help them in doing their jobs. I got to tell you another person who I thought really kind of helped us was Ollie. Oh, no I, question. I think Ollie Marmel, with all the things he had to deal with, uh, a team that lost 91 games, his, his composure was so professional. Uh, and, you know, you're going to ask him anything. You know, he, he didn't back away from anything or anyone, and he took the questions from whomever, whenever. And, you know, I've seen other guys who in that situation not lose 91 games, but when it wasn't going well, they didn't go well. They weren't mm-hmm. well. They didn't take it well. And I, I just really, for people who, for us, it was a godsend for me. And, and for you, I'm sure, oh, uh, to have someone you could work with like that, understanding you had a job to do, and he still maintained a demeanor that you, you truly came away respecting him even more. Didn't you think our meetings every day with him were cathartic? They were priceless, man. They were priceless. But for him, too, yeah. right? I mean, he was he, frustrated. But... He had a chance to kind of vent, if that, yeah. if, and not in a, in a sense where he was throwing people under the bus, but he was frustrated with, with production or lack of, in some mm-hmm. cases, that uh, he could talk to us and knowing that it wasn't going to be something we were going to use on the air uh, to make somebody look bad. Uh, but I, I look forward to it. It was, it was my, my three minutes with him, and then the, the, the time we had after my three minutes, um, it was, I felt good about every game after that. Yeah. Didn't get the outcome, but I felt like, okay, well, we got a shot today. Well, and I, I was so appreciative of the trust, right? Yeah. I mean, 
there are managers who don't like to talk to the media because they've been burned by the media. To my knowledge, we didn't do that. But it was really helpful for us to frame what was going on in a fair way that gave his side, too. And I, I think that was something that uh, he really helped create, cardinal culture, if you will. And uh, to be a part of that was, uh, was yeah, you're right. It, was, it, it made 91 losses fly by. I always tell people, listen to Ali. You're going to learn something about the game because – you may not agree with the move sure. he makes. I don't agree with every move that, that he makes, but there's a really sound reason for yeah. every single move he ever makes. And if people take the time to you know watch the press conferences, listen to the press conferences, listen to the interviews, and actually dive into what Ali's saying, you're going to learn something about this game. You know, one of the things, and he and I would disagree on some things, and I remember when we were playing somebody, I think it was Tampa. Michaelis was having a pretty good game, and he, and he pulled him. Mm-hmm. We ended up losing the game. And he said, what would you have done? I said, well, I would have left him in there. And I gave him my reasons, and he gave me his reasons. And we went back and forth. It was a healthy, friendly conversation. And at the end, he said, yeah, you, you, might, you might have had something. Because my argument was the one guy who was killing him was the guy, he was three for three. And he said, I didn't want him to face Michaelis again. I said, well, wait a minute. That guy's not a four for four hitter. Michaelis is a smart enough pitcher to know what, what the guy can hit, uh, and I would have given him a chance to stay in. He was a veteran. And we went back, and he kind of nodded. As he, I can see where you're coming from on that. And, and he was a guy who was not stubborn, where his way was the only way. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is the first manager I've been around mm-hmm. that ever said, what would you do? Right. What would you have done? Mm-hmm. And, and that shows a great sense of confidence and security, right? You don't have all the answers. I no. certainly don't. He had more than I did. No question. And uh, the fact that he would let us ask him and talk baseball and probe him for his decisions, Matt, that you're talking about, comes from a great sense of security and never came from a place of second guessing. And that's really, really great to know that you can go in and say, I'm asking because I want to know. And he tells you what he thinks. That's that's the essence of the job, I think. You know, he said something in the offseason because this is the last year of his contract. And he basically said, hey, if you do your job, you come back. If you don't, you go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So he, he's he's comfortable in his own skin and not allowing um, going into the final year of a contract. Let that be over his head. If they, you know, he, he's you know, I've seen other guys that say, "I'm going to get fired." You know, it's not going to work. You know, he has that in the back of his mind, but he's not going to let that make decisions on on how he manages his ball club. In my opinion, I'm excited to see because we've talked about the clubhouse two years ago. You got Albert, you got Yachty. Like the, the clubhouse was very much kind of self-managed. Mm-hmm. This past year was a little bit different. That's his first experience with that. I'm just excited to see what that's going to look like for him as he continues to evolve as a manager as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fascinating thing. And, and uh, you know, he's a young man. He's a young manager. He's going to have a lot of young players. And I think it's a perfect fit and a perfect opportunity for him to continue to, you know, sharpen the blade, as it were, and create the kind of clubhouse culture that he inherited as a Cardinals farmhand and now as the Cardinals manager. That's all I think anybody could ask for. Chip Carey alongside of Mike Claiborne. My name is Matt Pauley. It is the countdown to opening day show across the uh, Cardinals radio network. Chip, this weekend is a big weekend with winter warm-up at Cardinal Caravan and everything. It's your first. I know we touched on it early on, but 
this just, I tell people from other organizations, like, what goes on during this weekend. Some other teams have, like, one-day uh, conferences or no, almost nobody does these caravan-type things. This is something that's very unique to Cardinals baseball. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I've heard all about it, uh, but it's like everything else. Until you experience it, you can't really understand it. I just know that uh, I expect it to be very busy here at Ballpark Village. Can't wait to see everybody. Going to shake hands, take pictures, kiss babies, and all that stuff, and maybe get Mike to buy me lunch. I mean, that's really the goal of the entire weekend. I can make that happen. <laughs> I can make that happen. One of my favorite things about the weekend is it reminds you who Cardinals fans are mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm doing a post-game show where mean callers call in all the time or I'm on social media seeing just all the junk that's out there. When you're here at winter warm-up, when you're on the Cardinal caravan, you are seeing the passion of Cardinals fans, and you're seeing the people who really are Cardinals fans. They care, yeah. right? They care. Yeah. If somebody takes the time to send out a mean tweet, at least they care. You may not agree with what they're saying, but at least they care, and that's really uh, the genesis of it. And uh, we're also very fortunate to be sitting where we sit because people care about what we yeah. have to say and think about the team, and we are a conduit for the folks who can't be at the ballpark. So, yeah, I can't wait to see everybody, and it's going to be a great weekend. You know, the only thing about fans, when they, it bugs me, is when they don't really know and they have this, this they think educated opinion or comment and you want to just say, no, that's you're not even warm, man. You're not even in the baddest box on this. And, and those are the things that disappoint me. And I know they want the team to be better, like we all do, but, man, when they do that, I just, I had to check out a room. <laughs> okay, let me, it's like going to a Super Bowl party, and, which is, I don't go to Super Bowl parties because you hear people talking and you know it's wrong in what they're saying. And then you try and subtly call, oh, Mr. Know-it-all. Okay, yeah, let me go home and watch this thing. Mm-hmm. So we see it on a daily basis with the team. And while you're not here in the offseason like I was, and Matt, you're around, and people have these comments about they're not doing this and they're not doing that. And I always remind them, well, you know, they got six worth of infielders, so they obviously are spending money somewhere. Now, you can't spend money on every situation. But and you and I talked about this last night. I would rather sit on some money and wait and see what I actually have compared to blowing it all early and then saying, well, we can't spend anymore. These guys just aren't producing. And I made the comparison like in some sports. I use the Blues example. They pushed all in early. Now they're at the cap and they can't do anything. I mean, it's, you know, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out, but everybody commends them for it. But now that they're at the cap and they're not getting the, the production that they hope for, now you're stuck. Mm-hmm. I think the Cardinals who don't have a cap but they have a budget probably says, you know what, we know if we need something, we've got the resources to do it. And the other thing that people do not take into account, this revenue that you were getting from TV, your salary, obviously, uh, <laughs> you know, you, it's, it's so unstable right now. We don't know how this thing is going to shake out. So you can't spend money that you don't know if you're going to have or not. And I think we have to take that into account. I don't think people take it into account as much because it certainly is affecting some other teams' budgets no around doubt. baseball. No doubt. Until the Cubs signed the, uh, the pitcher the other day, they hadn't spent a dime in free agency. Yeah. The Cubs, and they have their own regional network. So, yeah, there's <clears> – <throat> pardon me – a lot of a lot of things in the air, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I agree with you. It's all it's better to have a chance to add when you need it than not. This is a crazy statement because of how many games the team lost last year. But Ninety-one, you, if, I, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, it's just a feel. I always say I've said this a million times. If you take their blown saves and cut them in half, that still would have been a really bad number. But they would have been right there in it, and they, maybe they make moves at the deadline and make themselves. So even in a 90-plus loss season, mm-hmm. they actually weren't 
as far off as maybe some people think. I agree with you. And, and you know, I think had they played just a hair better before the, the trade deadline, we would have had a different look. Could be. You know, and there were some guys who really were playing hard knowing that if we can just stay close, we can make a deal and we could be right back in this thing because the division was available to be had. But we just couldn't pull it off, and they made some deals, and uh, hopefully those deals will come back and bearing a lot of good fruit for not only this season but for years to come. I think they will. I mean, you look, the, the farm system from a top-10 standpoint is in such a better place right now because of those moves that were made. In many ways, I think the organization – you don't want to go through a year like last year, but in many ways it was needed because it allowed the organization to look inward and say, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And you augment your uh, uh, developmental staff a little bit. It was, there was just enough of a tweak that needed to be made, and last year forced it. Total reset, and I can't wait to see what the front office does with the seventh pick in every round of the draft. You know, the Cardinals yeah. aren't used to picking in the top You're ten. Right. And when you think of the young players that are already here, when you think of the young pitching that's in the pipeline, you know, the Takoa Robies, the Tinkenses of the world, and, and so many others, you know, those are guys that can be impactful, franchise-altering choices that could be here and propel the Cardinals even further higher. So if you're going to have a bad year, go all in, be real bad, and turn it around, and I think the Cardinals have made a great number of strides to do that. You mentioned the Braves, and mm-hmm. obviously the core that they have with Albies and Acuna and guys like that, the Cardinals have an opportunity to move forward with a win, with a Walker, with a Gorman, to have a really good nucleus of position players that they develop. And that's really, really important. If you can get your talent homegrown, you don't have to go out and buy it and spend $200 million yeah. for what you need, right? Uh, the Cardinals aren't in a position to do that. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Dodgers. They shouldn't have to be. Uh, but if you can develop your own internal pipeline, figure out who belongs, who doesn't, sign the ones you like, trade and let go of the ones you don't, you're going to be in a really good position. And I think to our point earlier about consistency, the play on the field is going to determine who stays and who goes. And uh, ultimately, you, you hope for uh, guys like Donovan, guys like Edmund, Walker, Wynn, and others, that they come up and they take their rightful place among Cardinal greats in years past. Chip, thank you so much for uh, this. This was uh, really a, a lot of fun. Thank and you. We're looking now, where are you going on the caravan? Uh, I don't know yet. I, well, I know uh, Bloomington, Illinois. Bloomington, Illinois. That's a good Pe- spot. Peoria, another good spot. Champaign, very good spot. Okay, my good. buddy Lon Tay is up there. You, okay. you, you can't go through Champaign or Urbana without hanging out with Lon Tay okay. and his family. So I'll make sure you guys connect. Okay, that's great. He's a riot. We have, uh, we have. They got a great steak and shake in Bloomington. I think the original steak and shake. Really? Is in Bloomington. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, I like both things. Um, <laughs> I brought it up. I, I, think, I think we've got uh, uh, Jordan Walker's on our uh, uh, caravan. We've got Victor Scott. We've got uh, uh, Andre Palante. And I'm not sure who else. Packy Naughton. Packy Naughton. That'll be great. Yeah. I have uh, Brendan Donovan. Uh, who else do I have, Matt? You have. Yeah, I'm looking at Ricky it. Ricky Horton's uh, with me. You got, you got uh, Brendan Donovan, Von Herrera, Nick Robertson, Max uh, Radger. Ragic? Yeah. Okay, because I didn't know how to pronounce rhymes, it. I was told rhymes with magic. Okay, yeah. good enough for me. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Ludwig and Rick Ann Keel will be our yeah. alum. So I'm we- going out with uh, Luke and Baker, James Nail, Thomas J.C., Jason Mott, and Al Roboski. Oh, great. Yeah. You got a good group. With Hungo. Yeah, that'll yeah. be a blast. That'll be a lot of fun. Who are your, who are your alums? I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> He's just getting on the bus. Yeah, have just, no. just, just, just follow. I know. He's the last guy off the bus. Don't oh. be late. 8.15. You got Benji Molina and Brad Thompson. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. Brad, cool. Whatever happened to him? Who? Who? Brad Thompson. used oh, to yeah. pitch for the car. Whatever happened to him? Don't know. I haven't heard from him much lately. He's yeah. off tanning he, he, somewhere. Nice guy, but, you know, 
Yeah. Oh, I, is he our guest next week? I think, I think he's our he guest is. next week, or maybe in two weeks. Two weeks. He's our guest in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a nice yeah. guy, but I never. What he what he did Three after? Weeks. After Big he boy got pitching, just convert him to crunchy yeah. peanut butter. Okay, that's all I got. No, no, no. I'm, I'm a creamy guy. I'm, so I'm Brad crunchy, and I. But thank you. Here's the problem. We had this debate Hold in Ollie's office last year. Yeah. Here's the problem. When you go to Costco, when you go to Sam's, that's yeah, where the Pauly yeah. family buys their peanut mm-hmm. butter. Mm. Um, we like organic. They don't have organic crunchy. They only have See, organic. The, the organic is the, the, the really uh, slippery, oily, isn't it? Isn't it that? It can be, but yeah, that's I don't what, like that. I look, like mine. I have to have some taste to it. Man. It's my wife's call, and I'm not. That's not a fight that I'm getting into. No, you don't want to die on peanut yeah, butter. Exactly. It's not the one you're dying. I get it. Yeah. yeah, I understand perfectly. Well, I'm glad we got that taken care of. Yeah, Cardinal crunchy. Nation, there you go. crunchy. Always crunchy. Chip, this was great. Thank Matt, you so thank much. Thank you. Appreciate it. What a fun conversation we had with Cardinals play-by-play broadcaster Chip Carey. That was really, really fun. We did that earlier today at Cardinals at Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. If you're looking for a place to eat lunch, eat dinner, uh, just enjoy yourself, watch a game, somewhere to go before the Blues game, I would definitely encourage you to uh, check out Cardinals Nation. Uh, we are going to uh, have uh, activities throughout uh, Ballpark Village, but including at Cardinals Nation for winter warm-up this upcoming weekend, including our flagship station, KMOX, will be doing live broadcast broadcast from Cardinals Nation. We'll take a break, have more in a moment. It is the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network. Now, back to the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron on KMOX. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network alongside of Mike Claiborne. My name is Matt Pauley. I've uh, been talking about it this weekend, big weekend, winter warm-up, Cardinals caravan as this weekend arrives. It really feels like the season right around the corner, and spring training literally is right around the corner. So with that, uh, we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program Lisa with Cardinals Vacations to talk to you about what you can do to find yourself in Jupiter and to get the VIP treatment. Lisa, really appreciate you taking some time with us today. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We love talking about spring training and and all the excitement that surrounds it. So um, it's the perfect opportunity for fans to get out of the cold and head down if they haven't made their plans yet. Yeah, I think this um, is really important to be talking to you right now because uh, I know that uh, reservations are only being accepted through the end of the month. We it's it's true. We've we've been really really busy and. We, we usually go on sale right around the end of August, early September. So fans that have enjoyed traveling with Cardinals Vacations in the past book their reservations early, and we try to keep it pretty intimate. Um, each, of the, each of the weekends that we host the dinner at the ballpark with the players, we, we keep the capacity at about 100 guests, so everyone feels like they get a personal experience with the guys. And, and so that's sort of the controlling factor on space. And we just um, we're looking for for fans that want to have an amazing time. These are diehard fans that you know just need to get get away from from St. Louis and enjoy some sunshine. And it's the perfect place for families and for for older folks. It, it just is an amazing experience and so different than what they would you know have during the regular season. Yeah, take me through the uh, the Grand Slam package a little bit because this looks very cool. Absolutely. So you book a Grand Slam package. It includes three nights hotel. You get to pick your game tickets. You get to come to the exclusive dinner at the ballpark with the players, alumni, and personnel. 
and everyone gets a, a shirt, a, a merchandise item that you can't buy at the team store, and all the taxes, gratuities, everything's included. Some meals are included depending on the, the individual package you take. Um, our senior packages include airfare, so there's there's a little something for everyone. So really, people could come to you and they can get almost the entire trip just kind of taken care of. You can handle just about everything? We can. We can. And and the way they can do that is to just go to the Cardinals website, cardinals.com slash vacations, and all of the details and pricing are, are right on the website. And you can actually book online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or for those customers that are um, interested in having one of our team members help them, they can call us at 1-800-892-7687. And we're open Monday through Friday, and they can give us a call, and we can do it right over the phone. Can you talk a little bit more about the exclusive dinner at the ballpark? I know you mentioned that, but uh, this is something that people cannot take advantage really of anywhere else. That's a, that's true. You can't buy it if you're not on the package. And right after the game, everyone comes into the into the party space. It includes amazing buffet dinner, food, wine, and beer. All of that's included. And then there's an opportunity to have a Q and A with the guys, and everyone receives autographs and can take photos. So it's it's very special. Before we let you go, certainly want to also uh, make mention of uh, something that you guys are going to have uh, going on late August, early September. Another really cool uh, potential experience for Cardinals fans. Absolutely. And this one is a bucket list. And and again, almost sold out. Um, We've got a trip to New York to see the New York Yankees August 29th to September 4th. That includes a add-on to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. It's amazing for everyone. And very, very close to being sold out with a capacity of 100 guests. Very, very cool. One more time, can you just give folks uh, information on how they can uh, get in contact with you and uh, get in contact with Cardinals Vacations? Sure. And again, you go to the website, cardinals.com slash vacations. And the spring training programs are up. The road trip is up. And everything's available um, right online. Or you can give us a call at one 800 892-7687. Very, very cool. Lisa, thank you so much for taking some time. Thanks, Matt. Have a good day. That's Lisa from Cardinals Vacations, and this is the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network. The Countdown to Opening Day show continues with Matt Pauley and Mike Claiborne on King OX. Continuing on with the Countdown to Opening Day show here across the Cardinals Radio Network alongside of Mike Claiborne. My name's Matt Pauley. You know the official Cardinals wall calendar. It stands above the rest by presenting its usual array of spectacular Cardinals photography and the team's 2024 spring training and regular season schedules. Order it at 314-345-9000 or you can visit select area retailers or... You can win one. How would you like that? We're going to give away another calendar if you want to uh, win it. You know what? We always do caller number five. Let's double that. Let's do caller number 10. Caller number 10 on the countdown to opening day contest line. That phone number, 314-955-1120. 314-955-1120. Caller number 10. You are winning yourself a Cardinals wall calendar. We mentioned the fact that 
that that is going to have the spring training and regular season schedules. Speaking of the schedules, we did get a bit of a schedule change here over the last couple days as ESPN has announced their schedule for Sunday night baseball. And despite the fact that the Cardinals, well, they didn't win that many games last year, a 90-plus loss season, the Cardinals are represented twice through the uh, first third or so of the season. They announced their Sunday night matchups through June 16th. The Cardinals are going to be on the first Sunday night game of the year. That's going to be on March 31st. That's when they're going to be in L.A. to match up against the Dodgers. Obviously, what's going on there with the Dodgers, very much the biggest probably national baseball story going in the season. But then the second time they are going to appear, they're going to have a Sunday night game on May 26th. That's going to be at home at Bush Stadium when they are set to uh, match up against the Cubs. So just note that. March 31st at the Dodgers and May 26th home against the Cubs. Each of those games are going to be part of the Sunday night baseball schedule this year. And speaking of the Cubs, they hadn't really done much, and now they're starting to make a little bit of noise, and there's starting to be kind of some rumblings out there that maybe uh, the players that are still out there to be had in free agency, that the Cubs might start uh, working a little bit more to get some of those players under contract. Uh, but the Cubs did make a trade with the Dodgers as uh, they are exchanging uh, some of their prospects. Left-handed AAA infielder Michael Bush and reliever Yincy Almonte are going to Chicago in exchange for uh, Class A pitcher Jackson Ferris and also uh, outfielder Zaheer Hope. Uh, Bush is ranked number six among Dodgers uh, prospects, and uh, Ferris was rated 14th in the Cubs system, as those are the uh, two big parts of that trade. As far as someone who's going to make an impact right away at the big league level, the Cubs did agree to a four-year contract with uh, Japanese left-hand pitcher Shota Imananga, and according to uh, ESPN, that deal is worth uh, $53 million. The deal does have some uh, provisions inside of it. Uh, the club is going to have the option to extend the contract in both years two and three, and that would take it to $80 million over five years. So it starts as a four-year contract. It can go up to a five-year contract depending on uh, how he pitches and whether or not the Cubs want to extend that. The Cubs have been connected to a lot of players that are out there uh, on the market, the potential of bringing back a Cody Bellinger. Um, a, a Josh Hader has been mentioned. A, a Blake Snell has been mentioned. There's been a number of players who have been mentioned, and we'll just have to wait and see. The Cubs made that big splash early on in the offseason when they uh, picked up manager Craig Council, but they really hadn't done much here recently. And like we were talking about earlier, you look – uh, at the National League Central right now, and it just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of difference between um, any of the teams at this point. You can certainly make the argument that maybe the Cardinals are as good as any team in the NL Central just based off what they've done this year. But I think when you look at the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Reds, and the Brewers, right now there's probably not a whole lot separating those four teams. But obviously still a lot of offseason left. There's a lot of players out there via free agency that could still be had. And as busy as the Cardinals have already been this offseason, we'll see if they don't have another uh, move or two uh, in their pocket before all is said and done. Before we go to break, do want to remind you that the 27th Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up is coming to Bush Stadium at Ballpark Village this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Admission tickets include access to the Cardinals Hall of Fame Museum, an exclusive tour of the Cardinals Clubhouse, and many more family-friendly activities. Learn more at cardinals.com slash WWU. Mike Claiborne rejoins me in just a moment. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show on the Cardinals Radio Network. Now, back to the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron on KMOX. 
Back at it for one final time. It is the Countdown to Opening Day show here on the Cardinals Radio Network alongside of Mike Claiborne. I'm Matt Pauley. Claib's up. We've talked about it a little bit, but let's really dive in. This weekend is a huge weekend both in St. Louis and throughout the uh, throughout Cardinals Nation because the winter warm-up is going on three days. There's going to be six separate caravans that are going out to cities all over the Midwest. This is the chance for Cardinals fans to really connect with the team. Oh, yeah, and it's our first time. 24 that everybody's kind of come together so as i say it's the start of the the baseball season it's kind of a homecoming for a lot of people uh who are associated because of the the winter warm-up and then the week after that we have the cardinal cruise that chip and i'll be on and we're going to have a fun fun event with that so there's a lot of good things going on but the warm-up starts off everything off and there's a little bit for everyone from autographs to meet and greets uh Bill DeWitt will be here along with Bill Third, and they'll be, you know, we'll be doing an open house session with them. Uh, I think I'm hosting one with our assistant general managers and, and general manager Mike Gersh and Gary LaRock, so that's going to be fun. So there's a lot of ways you can learn about the team. Uh, a lot of things behind the scenes are going to be available for people to learn more about. And um, just about everybody's going to be here. Yeah, we talked about it with Michael Hall a little bit, but it, it, this is not just a place to come and buy autographs. I mean, no. You, you get a no. ticket, there's a lot of other things that are going to be going on. Yeah, a whole lot of things going on, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's, it's, it's that time of the year. I just, as Michael said, Michael Hall said earlier, just stay warm. Be ready to, you know, it's going to be a little chilly, but we're going to have a lot of fun. And then from a caravan standpoint, all this information at cardinals.com slash caravan, but Hannibal, Jefferson City, Columbia, Springfield, Missouri, Joplin, Rolla, Memphis, Jonesboro, Arkansas, Dyersburg, Tennessee, Champaign, Peoria, Bloomington, Mattoon, Illinois, Springfield, Illinois, Decatur, Centralia, Marion, Evansville, Indiana, Paducah, Kentucky, Cape Toronto. Those are the cities that are getting caravan stops. So uh, if you are uh, if you are in earshot and we're on a lot of those stations here on the Cardinals Radio Network, uh, we are we are coming your way this weekend. As Deion Sanders will say, we're coming. Yep. So we're going to have a good time. Claves, this has been great as always. Thanks uh, for being here, and I'll look forward to uh, seeing you this weekend and All talking right. again next, next week. Next time we'll be talking. I'll be in Florida. All right. But we'll be doing this, and uh, that, that pitching guy, Brad Thompson, I think is going to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be on. Yeah, yeah. so that's Mike Claves. Whatever happened to him? We're still trying to figure that out. Still still looking for him. Well, that's Mike Claiborne. I'm Matt Pauley. Our thanks to everybody who have, uh, has joined us today, especially uh, Chip Carey, who we had a nice long conversation with. We'll see you this weekend either at the warm-up or the caravan, and we'll talk to you next week here on the Cardinals Radio Network.